Hey, everybody, welcome back to Dapper Dividends number 46. Do I need to sing the jingle? This is for welcome back to Dapper Dividends 46 for September 15th, 2020. What's going on? Football season is here in the United States of America. Good old Murica. United States of Murica football. Yeah. Yeah, Randy Macho Man Savage was somebody that I loved watching as a kid, a a very famous wrestler. He is actually from the town that I live a block away from, Downers Grove, Illinois. The Poffos, his brother, not many people know, was Leaping Lanny Poffo. And you are now caught up on some useless and mindless 1980s and 90s wrestling trivia knowledge for your brain. I hope that didn't push out anything from your head that you're going to need to make money, friends, or influence people later on in life, but now you know. And speaking of Illinois, uh, Mike K., if you're listening, buddy, from Joliet, Illinois, uh, he suggested that I do these back on Audacity because of the time constraint, the 30-minute that I have on Anchor. So I will look into it. Things are really busy right now. I am writing my book. I have all the notes done, so I just have to put it to paper. My mother is coming in with one of my nieces from Wyoming, the land of Wyoming, United States, on October 17th to visit. And I was hoping to have it done, and I'm actually going to break the bank and send it to a editor. I'm looking at a few, get that taken care of uh, instead of doing it myself. So that, that will be coming up. And yeah, what's going on? So football's back. I love it. I play Dynasty Fantasy Football for those of you in foreign lands or those of you that don't care. Uh, you basically pick players that are in the league. Uh, there's usually 10 to 12 teams and everybody takes a turn going through rounds and you whatever the players do on the field, it translates into points and you play against another team. So you all have these fictional teams, but they're using the actual players' stats from the live game. So it's very interesting. I've been doing it for years. And out of the first week, two of my three teams won. So two out of three ain't bad. And you know what? I got to tell you that it is life moves on. Uh, There's an old saying that says, uh, you know, when you're dead and gone, life goes on. Uh, It's kind of morbid to say, but I think I mentioned that. I think I'm having a flashback. Did I say that the last episode? I think I did. Life does go on and I'm watching my cat lick a bag. That's the young kid, Louie. He is a black cat. He's about two years old and he is going to town licking a blue bag and it is just throwing me off my game here. So he's growing up. The world is going on. My girls are growing up. My girls are going to be Uh, My oldest, Ivy, is going to be 13 in the 28th of this month. And Josie will be 12 on the 28th of December. And they are... Look at this. Hey, buddy. Going to get sick. I don't know if there's chemicals in this. He's just... This is like one of those blue... um, It's not a paper bag. It's kind of like you would get from the shopping store. I don't know. He's crazy. There's something in there. He's lost his mind. I've lost my mind. That's fine. Let's lose our mind together. We're going to talk a little bit of dividends here, and I would just wanted to talk uh, a few things first before I get started, get warmed up, get myself warmed up, get you warmed up. I'm your new favorite habit. Thanks for stopping by. And yeah, just basically 
it's a little bit sad because I remember when my girls were born and little kids and this thing, this, this life does go so quick. They are starting to do things now that uh, I am being made aware of by my wife and I tell her, leave me out of it, please. Uh, they are becoming women. Enough said. It's going to happen. I'm not surprised. It makes me a little sad, but obviously they weren't going to be little kids forever. And one day, one day soon, they will both be adult women, but I'm enjoying them now. I'm enjoying my life. And I talked, reconnected this morning, talked with a friend, my buddy, Joe talked a little bit of politics. And the more we talked, it made me realize how I truly am for probably the first time in my life. Uh, when it was Trump versus Hillary, granted, I'm in the middle and I thought they were both terrible, but I thought Hillary was a lot more terrible of a choice than Donald Trump. And once again, and I didn't vote for him. I'll full disclosure. I actually voted for Rand Paul. I wrote him in as he seemed like the best option, even though he had pulled out. So it just... I didn't want to vote for either, and I just kind of didn't want Hillary, but not Trump. And this year, I just, I really don't care. I really don't care. I know whoever does win, people are going to lose their minds. But you know what? It's unfortunate because, as I'm told, my daughters do not develop an emotional connection with any politician. Don't do it. Vote what you believe in. But know that politicians are like barometers. They change with the social winds that are blowing because politics is downstream from culture. So <laughs> no no further do you have to look than President Obama. I thought, you know, eloquent wasn't as bad. A lot of people thought the planet was there. The, the country was going to come to an end. Didn't come to an end. Whether Trump or Biden wins, the country will still go on. It will not come to an end. Everything will be okay. It's not going to be the end of the world. And Obama... He was very, you know, marriage was between one man and one woman. And then he evolved on his view for the next election because things had progressed. And he now was in the first gay president. They called him on the gay flag and which is fine. If you know me, you hear me listening. I don't care who knows it. I love gay people. My wife and I have had some good times out with gay people and, you know, let them be. As long as they're not in your house doing something against your will, why would it bother you? Why would it bother me? And they're being who they are. And, you know, don't ever apologize. Don't ever apologize for who you are. It it really is a letdown and a disgrace to the world, I think. People should be themselves. And if you can't be yourself, just do it. I don't care. Look at me. I'm being myself here. I'm going, I'm going, I'm talking, I'm going, we're going, we're going to go, let's go. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, actually an interesting uh, discussion came up. I was listening to the Dividend Talk podcast, which is my guys, two guys from Twitter, two chaps, two gents. One is from Ireland. That is, uh, he goes by the name Engineer My Freedom. And the other one is from the Netherlands, which is the European Dividend Growth Investor. They are friends of mine on Twitter, and they were talking about precious metals. And I do own precious metals, but I went about them the very wrong way of getting them. So I was listening to, I believe it was a podcast around 2013, 2014, and we were just coming out of the 
last the Great Recession. And this person I listened to, who I don't want to mention, convinced me that the market could potentially go to full-on collapse and that gold could go to $80,000 an ounce, something crazy. So you needed to invest in gold and silver and the precious metals as a hedge against inflation. Well, that it is. It is a hedge against inflation. So I pulled money out of my IRA. So at least I didn't sell at the bottom. It got some chance to recover. And I bought gold at about 17 something an ounce, like 1770, 1780 an ounce US dollars. And after I bought a couple ounces of gold, uh, it just kept dropping. I think it dropped to about 1200 or 1100 an ounce. And I had to watch the market continue to march upwards. So what a bad idea that was. Do not, I, I strongly recommend buying precious metals, diversifying in your portfolio, which I did with Barrett Gold, ticker symbol GLD. And that's the paper gold, but then I also have the physical gold because if the stuff is going to hit the fan, I want to at least have something that is transferable and of value and will cross borders because gold can be melted down. It doesn't matter what it is. I'll bet you you would have no problem finding a Jew that would buy gold or be or would take gold that had a swastika on it because you can just melt that thing down and reform it into what you want it to. So it's such a great, interesting thing. And my oldest piece of silver that I did buy is a Roman denarius. I believe it's from a hundred or so years before Jesus Christ was born, if you believe that, before B.C., and you would think it was a lot, but it's not. I think it cost me about 80 bucks. So that one is, is something I love. I love to hold that and just think, who the hell made this? Somebody back in antiquity, in Roman times, under the emperor's orders, other, un, blah, 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 under the orders of the emperor Denarius, uh, made this coin. They forged the silver, and I hold it in my hand today. The stories I wish that thing could have told, but there's... Uh, in Europe, they find these Roman coin hoards, and they're actually not that uncommon. Go right now. Go home. Go to eBay. Next time you pull over, go on eBay and look up Roman coin. Now, there's a lot of fakes out there, but there's a lot that are really five, six bucks, seven bucks for a really nice uh, Roman uh, copper coin or bronze coin. Really cool. Really historical. Make great gifts. I gave one to my friend, the aforementioned Joe. And I gave it to him as a gift and said, this will be the oldest thing you will ever own. I guarantee it. And his wasn't as old. I think it was maybe 200, 200, 300 years after uh, AD. But that's what I do with the metals. So precious metals, I like holding a, I have a decent amount in actual physical tangible in my house. Will not give you my address. You got to find it. So please don't. I'm, I'm really cool. Don't find it. So I hold it because it is a hedge against inflation. It is not an investment. And that is something key to know. It does not appreciate in value. It leapfrogs inflation. And what you could have bought with an ounce of silver in the year 1900, you can near, nearly buy the same exact amount of things with that ounce of silver in the year 2020. So it leaps inflation. And if you would have had a paper dollar, it would have been able to buy a fraction of what you could buy back then and what you could buy today. So kind of a cool little thing. 
to remember about precious metals. They are not an investment. Now they can be, you can, you could have bought gold at 1500 an ounce and sold it at, you know, 17, 18, 20, 1900 an ounce, whatever you can count, you can count up. Um, but it's not an investment. It's a hedge against inflation. So with that being said, let's get a little bit into my stocks that I bought and what's going on. So I actually did a video uh, I'm going to do this once a week on YouTube, on my Dapper Dividends YouTube channel. So I'm kind of combining my portfolio here and the Stashing Worthy Acorns. That's, it turns out that Stashing Worthy Acorns is a little too esoteric. I had this idea, you know, I had always wanted to just do my do a YouTube channel. No idea what I was doing and I'm still figuring things out. And I took the... I had been aware on Twitter, I become aware of the Worthy Bonds app, which were bonds that paid people money every day, seven days a week. And then Stash, I had heard about people putting money in Stash and Acorns, excuse me, listen to the background music while I take a sip of water. All right, better, 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 better cheddar. And Acorns is another that I had put money into in 2017 to see what it was about. And anyway, so I wanted to pit these three against each other as Acorns as ETFs. I wanted to pick some dividend growth stocks, which I did in Apple, Procter & Gamble, and Johnson & Johnson in Stash, where I will be reinvesting all the dividends. And then Worthy Bonds, which is bonds, uh, small company bonds. Um, they pay you they pay you every 5% compounded daily interest. So I wanted to take those three and do a couple year experiment, putting in $5 a week or 20 bucks a month and see where that went to and what happened. So anyway, I'm combining that with doing my portfolio review, my weekly portfolio review I'm going to be doing on Twitter, showing uh, com- kind of combining all three things, my dapper dividends, the website I'm using to show my portfolio update. And then I'm also taking the back end of the video as the stashing worthy acorns. And hey, that's me, baby, rolling it all in. That's me. So in my taxable account on Monday, which was yesterday, 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 I bought not much. I actually sold So actually, before I start all this, I want to get into something that I did on last week. On Thursday, I sold a cash secured put, a CSP on AT&T. So basically what this is, you want to buy, you're entering into a contract to buy shares at a cheaper price than they are now and being paid for that privilege. So if AT&T is at $29.00, and I sell a cash secured put and it's cash secured because I will have the requisite amount of money in my account if the shares are assigned to me. So at $28, which is $2,800 I need to have in my account on October 16th, then if they are below that, then the shares will be assigned to me and I will have to pay $2,800 to buy 100 shares of AT&T, which I kind of wanted to do anyway, which is why you really should only do this if you plan on owning shares, but you want them at a better price. With AT&T, say it was at $30 and I sold this cash. It was right around $29.50, $29.30 or so when I did this. I got paid $57 for the privilege. This is pretty cool. 
what I love about this is AT&T was over $29 a share and I told somebody I'd like to buy AT&T at $28 a share and they said okay uh, I'll pay you $57 for that bet. Now that's the thing is if those shares were going to go a lot lower you know, $25 well that doesn't look so good for me and that's where I would lose out. So basically if the shares go up and they don't get assigned to me. I keep this $57 that I have right now, no matter what. And if they stay sideways and they don't get assigned to me, I still keep the $57. And even if they drop a little bit, ideally is you would want them to drop, or I would want them to drop just below the strike price of $28. So if they do that, then I'll have the shares assigned to me. I'll have another 100 shares of AT&T, which is cool, but I got paid $57 for that. Really cool if you need any further explanation. Again, as I always say, there's lots of people on the internet with charging graphs and fancy musics and all kinds of stuff to explain cash secured puts or CSPs. So with that being said, I did have a sale. I sold CubeSmart. I've been talking about this on Twitter. I have... Let's see, CubeSmart, Simon Property Group, ticker symbol SPG, and Realty Income, ticker symbol O, which I did get paid dividends on today. Thank you for the people at Realty Income doing all that work and all the tenants paying your bills that that have been able to pay in the midst of this crisis and this pandemic. I'm paying taxes every year on the dividends I receive, and the least favorable dividends are the non-qualified dividends, which are you're paid at your ordinary income tax rate. That's not very good, especially for when I'm getting paid um, dividends from companies like Simon Property Group, CubeSmart, which are REITs. REITs are non-qualified dividends, so they're taxed at your ordinary income tax rate not the favorable long-term capital gains, which the qualified are like Johnson and Johnson or 3M or McDonald's, which I actually got paid today from them too. We'll get into that in a minute. So I'm wanting to shift. So I wait, I've been waiting patiently for CubeSmart to get above the buy average. And last week or two weeks, I bought a few shares to get that average down a little bit more. And of course I sold those at $32.43, which felt good and it looks like it's pushing 33 now it was only you know 10 shares so it wasn't that big of a deal but the point is what matters what I'm trying to say here is that if you are going to buy and you have the option to hold REITs in a taxable or a IRA whether it's Roth or a tax advantaged account of any kind always go for the tax advantaged account because you are not going to be paying taxes year after year after year, but you're still receiving those dividends. So they will be able to compound just that much faster, not having Uncle Sam dip his hands into that just yet. Now, obviously, when you're required to sell, when you're 59 and a half or whenever you retire, you're going to have to pay taxes. But that's just at the end. That's just on the amount you withdraw. And that will be based on your um, your income then because it's in a retirement account. So if you have a lower income, you'll be ahead of the game. So what I'm going to be doing, I say still, I still say so a lot, don't I? So, so, so buttons on your underwear, they always told me. I'm going to be shifting 
I'm looking for CubeSmart to drop below $32.43, preferably under 32. And when that happens, boom, I'm just going to buy 10 shares right back in my uh, my self-directed IRA. So we'll be I'm going to be watching that. I'm still going to have those shares of CubeSmart. Cube They're kind of in like uh, purgatory and limbo right now, which I will be doing. So I did sell my Cube Smart, and with that, I got some money, and I spent a little bit of it. I'm in a dollar cost average, and of course, this market just continues to go up. I bought two shares of a beaten down stock, CVS, ticker symbol CVS. I bought two shares at 57.75. I am going to hold those for quite some time. They don't really grow their dividend, but it's a solid 50 cents per share per quarter not going anywhere. They raise it every few years. Not not an ideal dividend growth company, but I like them. I considered buying Wal- Walgreens, not Walmart, not Walmart. I considered buying WBA Walgreens, but it's a falling knife right now. And I don't know how low it's going to go. There's a lot of questions between management, man, and they're sticking to retail Uh, CVS does have a lot of debt. I think that's why they've been beaten down. I think the market is punishing a lot of companies that have a lot of debt. CVS, a lot of debt. They are trying to get away from the retail and more into the healthcare pharmacy, obviously, aspect of of those things. Uh, I think it's called CVS Healthmark. So they are trying to get into the healthcare side of things more than Walgreens. Walgreens is sticking to its guns. We'll see how it plays out. I probably will add a few of Walgreens, but I got my eye on it. I'm watching. I'm watching to see where that knife stops falling. They always say never try to catch a falling knife. You'll get cut. Wait a, wait a while for it to hit the floor and rattle around a bit and then pick it up once it's on the floor. Meaning wait until things bottom out and it chops sideways and you start seeing some decent uh, upward momentum off the floor and off the lows. That way you don't get cut. So I did buy two CVSs, which added $4 of annual dividend income. And I bought a share of Johnson & Johnson uh, today because why not? It's overvalued, in my opinion, slightly overvalued. Uh, a lot of stuff in this market is, but again, uh, low starting yield on that right now. I bought that $148.89. Again, though, I'm buying for future dividend income. I'm trying to look 20 years down the line. And Johnson & Johnson is about as solid as they come. And if there's any healthy pullback, I'm going to be going heavier into J&J. They're one of those stocks I told you when I buy something or I know I, I it's time for me to dollar cost average in and I don't see anything that jumps out. There's the old tried and true is 3M, Johnson & Johnson, Pepsi, McDonald's. But out of all those right now, Johnson & Johnson is the most attractive to me. So that added $4.04. So today, just on those, and yesterday, I added $8 of annual dividend income. Just like that. Easy peasy. Now, the SDIRA, not a lot going on. I told you about the cash-secured put I sold. Uh, oh, the dividends. My dividends. Who was it that said the only thing in joy that gives the only joy in life is them watching their dividends come in? I think it was Rockefeller. Uh, yesterday, I received $17.64 from 3M. Today, I received $12.50 from McDonald's and $5.73 from ticker symbol O, oh, Realty Income. Uh, the SDIRA, I did receive dividends again from 3M at $13.23. Bought Kimberly Clark 
the only buy at two more shares today at 147 and 10 cents, $147 and 10 cents. Kind of funny. I had a order in to buy four shares on Friday at $148 and it never went down and hit. I forgot to adjust it. Uh, I was busy looking at buying my Microsoft and it didn't hit. So I got those uh, two of them for cheaper today. I think we're in a little bit of a downtrend now with Kimberly Clark. So I'm going to hold off maybe next day or two and see if I can get those closer around 145, the remaining two that I wanted to buy. But that did add $4 and 25 cents of annual dividend income and big news, Microsoft today, today, I got in Friday and already I'm getting a dividend increase. They announced 10% increase on their dividend, which has been in line over the last four, almost five years, nine to 10%, just averaging out. Very beautiful, very nice. So those are now going for 56 cents a share. And I think people expected it because of course, Microsoft did kind of take a jump up today. So that's what's going on. Not a whole lot. I'm really slowing down because this, I'm, you know, I'm not slowing down, just not going all in. Cause I, my fear is I'm going to put in the rest of my money and it's going to plummet. And I may do another cash secured put as a way to uh, bring in some additional income while I wait for a better price. We'll see what happens with that. I'm going to take a little bit of a break here now. I hope you'll follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. Mike, buddy, I'll look into it. I don't know what the deal is. I'm going to have to do some research, but everybody talks about Audacity, how wonderful Audacity is, and it just doesn't sound the same. The sound quality is not the same as Anchor, so I'm doing something wrong. There's something I don't have set up. I will figure it out. That way I can do a you know, 35, 40, 45-minute show. But for my life and my sanity right now, this this also works out well because it's given me that limit of 30 minutes that I got to keep it under because I can. I could just talk all, I could probably talk for two hours straight. And I don't think that's probably the best for all of us. So I'm going to take a break. Follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. going to tell you about my song of the week in just a minute. I am back with the song of the show. And the song of the show is one that always makes me smile. I love to hear it. I love to dance with it. I dance with it too. I love to sing to it. Enjoy the silence. Enjoy the silence by Depeche Mode. Words are very unnecessary. They can only do harm. I'm not a singer, but... Good Lord, do I love that song. I could probably listen to that song every day. Well, I, you know, I can't. Funny story. Exit Chicago is the bar I met my wife at, club. It's where I feel home. It's where all the freaks, weirdos, people being themselves go. And we have a friend who used to tend bar there. Uh, she loves the music that I love. So Story of My Life by Social Distortion, if you don't know, that is one of the first songs I did. That is probably the most well-known song by Social Distortion. And people would, when they used to have the jukebox with the CDs in it, people would come in, usually, you know, drunk, yuppie kind of guys wanted to get and go to a punk metal bar and 
hang out. So they would go right to the jukebox and say, oh, I know that song. Cause that was one of the songs that had airplay and uh, radio airplay. And people would say social distortion. I know them. So they would play that. She said she heard that song at least twice every time she worked for years. She said it ruined that song and nearly the band for her. And I thought like, yeah, come on. It's so good. She's like, imagine you go to work and do this for your favorite song. Imagine when you go to work, you hear that same song two times. Maybe some, if it's, hey, if it's a busy night, you might hear it three or four times. But every single time you go to work, you hear that song two times. You know, I, th- I think I would get tired of uh, enjoy the silence as well. So that's something I like to do is not listen to songs, not overplay them. My girls started doing that when they'd hear a song they liked. They just wanted to hear it over and over and over. And I said, girls, you're going to ruin that song for you. Trust me. Don't do it. Give yourself a break from it. And then when you listen to it again, it sounds so, so good. Like enjoy the silence does to me. It feels like a... I don't know, like a warm, warm blanket. It's, it's something that relaxes me. Uh, Martin Gore and uh, Dave Gahan, just fantastic musicians and artists. Those of you across the pond, I'm sure are well aware of Depeche Mode. And this is their biggest hit, their biggest song, but I don't care. I don't care. They have a lot of songs. I love like black celebration, fly on the windscreen, uh, Shake the Disease, Everything Counts. There are so many good songs by DM, by The Mode, that I love. And this one I'm going to play, though, because this is their biggest hit. This is the one that will always bring a smile to my face. So go to YouTube, go to the Dapper Dividends playlist, and check out Enjoy the Silence by Depeche Mode. Check out all the songs I have there. Tell me what you think, what you like. Give me your opinion. Leave me some comments and feedback, some constructive criticism. <laughs> oh my God. Some constructive criticism, I think, is what I meant to say. My brain got a little too fast. I got a little ahead of my mouth. My mouth was like, wait, stop. Wait, I need to catch up. So anyway, do that. I'll be back on Friday. I'll talk to you later. Peace.